0: Thank you, Pastor, Sister Huir, Sister Lee, (laughs) for having me come back. It's so good to be back at TJ. This is my part of the home, you know. Um, I'm not sure whether New York will ever be my home. (laughs) Not in the winter, that's for sure. (laughs) There's snowed in there right now. I'm here, hallelujah. (laughs) Praise God. Praise God. Yes, in the next couple of weeks, TJ... Uh, will be doing seminars and, um, and video recordings so that it'll be in your library of emotional health and mental health. You know, when we say the word mental health, even back in the States, they're like, what does that mean? <laughs> um, psychology and Christianity are not enemies. They are allies or can be allies because what psychology and what emotional health is about is the study of how our brain works and responds to situations, right? We all know who created our brain. It wasn't created in a lab. <laughs> God created our brain. We should never be afraid to study and get to know more of everything God created. And that includes our brain, our emotions, and everything. Never be afraid of something God made. Amen. All right. Well, that suppose, hopefully, an acceptable introduction to, uh, you know, um, the area of emotional wellness, but today I'm not going to be talking about mental health so much. I'm going to be talking about the fact that TJ to me and my husband, Brother Marshall has always been a church that's not been afraid to go beyond her limits. You've never been afraid. I've known y'all for, I don't know how long, 30, 40 years, but you've never been afraid. And today I'm going to talk to you about destroying the yoke of limitations. I'm standing here, right at the bottom, looking at you. (laughs) I don't know of a lot of churches that have turned a cinema into a church. I mean, my goodness, you need to be proud of that. Whether you stay here or you move to another building that is similar or whatever, you need to be proud of the fact that you are unique, TJ. You're different and it's okay to be different in, in a good way. Destroying the yoke of limitations. Uh, we, we put limits on ourselves because we think that that's all I can do for God or that's all my father said I could do so that means that's all I can do that's not true God doesn't have limits he left his throne of glory and he's filled us with his Holy Ghost I don't see limits there, there, there there's no limit to the Holy Spirit okay it is for everyone and all who God shall call that means it's unlimited amen Isaiah chapter 10, 27. Pastor, thank you for my wonderful hotel room, the food, my Singapore food. (laughs) Two weeks. I'd like to be here for two years, actually. (laughs) Isaiah 10, 27. And it shall come to pass in that day. Thank you, media. Your media is phenomenal. They text me. It shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck and the yoke shall be destroyed. Everybody said the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. Because of the anointing. Say it. If you've received, how many here you believe you have the Spirit of God in you? That should be like almost everybody here. Come on, put your hand up. So that means you are anointed. Say, I'm anointed. Say, if I'm anointed, that anointing will break that yoke. Not education or books or whatever, all that is important, seminars, everything is important. What we're going to be doing the next two weeks is important for us to know and to grow and to move forward. But let me tell you something, the yoke is broken by the anointing of the Holy Ghost. That means anytime, place, not just Sunday people, it could be Thursday afternoon, you need to be full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Okay. I'm the kind of person I want you to preach with me, okay? (laughs) I want you to say amen anytime. I don't care if you stand up and clap. The people, you may be seated. Thank you for standing so long. Thank you. Thank you, TJ. The people of the nation of Israel wandered around in the world. I almost want to tell this brother not to stop his beautiful piano because it's providing some kind of an ambient background here that is encouraging. No, he's actually going away. Wait a minute, brother. (laughs) No, I was saying not to stop. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) He's like, can you just make up your mind, woman? (laughs) Women, huh? We just don't know what we're doing. Well, The people of the nation of Israel wandered around in the wilderness for 40 years. You know the story. Pastors preached about the wilderness in 40 years. Not four months. If I was wandering around for four months, I don't know what I would do. I would throw away my GPS because it's obviously not helping me. They were wandering around for 40 years. Just imagine that. That means they were going around in circles without arriving at where God wants them to be, okay? So this is the circle. So they were wandering around for 40 years. I did this in my living room the other day. Uh, well, not the other day. I was back in New York and I, was, I did this. I got up and I started walking around in circles. My husband came out of his study. He took one look at me and went back into his study. <laughs> He's like, okay, she's having one of her moments. So I just wandered around. I was thinking, okay, Lord, I'm getting really bored and I'm getting a little bit dizzy. So what's going on? And the Lord said, look around you. So I looked around my wall. There were some paintings, some family pictures, some rugs, some, some, a lot of things were familiar. He said, what do you see? I said, my house. I mean, my living room, it's all familiar. He said, Exactly. You know, at some point, Joshua and his, uh, the Hebrew children should have stopped in that 40 years and said, Hey, wait, Josh, didn't we pass by that, 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 that village and that tree like two years ago? Like, didn't we pass by this well six months ago? This, this all looks familiar. Why are we wondering? 40 years, people, not two years, not 11, 40 years. Some people would have died at that time. They did. I saw familiar stuff during when I was just circling about maybe seven or eight times. 40 years. We do that, you know, as Christians. We get healed on Sunday, Right? Our pastoral leadership prays for us, and we're like, "I'm healed." And then on Thursday, <laughs> we're calling the counselors, or, or we're calling our leadership, and saying, I know, "Whatever I, I I I was healed off Sunday has come back to haunt me on Thursday." <laughs> why is that? Why is that we whatever victories we've got, it just comes back on us? There are reasons why. That's why the next two weeks, we're going to do some things that's going to sever, that is going to destroy certain yokes in our life. It's going to remove the yoke and remove it. The only thing that we need to be yoked with is Jesus. He said that, yoke with me, okay? My burden is light. My yoke is easy. But then we're yoked with so many other things that we cannot be yoked with Jesus. So it stops us. Amen, everyone. So what, what was it? What, what made the Hebrew children be stuck for 40 years in the same location rather than go to where God wanted, the promised land? What is it? At some point, I would have told Joshua, throw away your map. It isn't working. You know, it's nothing worse than a bad GPS. You know, you're driving around. The GPS tells you to go every other way. I don't know about you, but I don't like ways. It's got too much information. I don't want to know where there's a cop waiting for me around the corner. Just take me from here to Walmart or to wherever we're going. I shouldn't have said Walmart, but you know. Wherever I need to go. Uh, I prefer Google. It's more simple for simple people like me. So was it their enemies? Was it the enemies of the Hebrew children that kept them stuck for 40 years? Was it, was it their circumstances, you know, oh, you know, we, we're all away from the promised land. Where we're following a leader, doesn't even know where he's going. Was it, the circumstance, was it their unbelief, the trials along the way, the lack of food, the lack of food they were used to. Or something entirely different that prevented them from arriving at their God destination. Everybody say, I have a God destination. I have a God destination. Say it again, I have a God destination. So that means I need to have the boldness, the guts, if you like, to leave where I'm stuck. It's okay to sever ties with whatever that is keeping you down. But we don't like to sever ties. You know why? Because familiar is comfortable. Yeah. What is familiar to you, you know? Yeah, that that friendship is so familiar to me. I don't want to cut ties That, that relationship is familiar. I'm not talking about married relationships, okay? Please don't go and tell your husband <laughs> tonight. Sister, <coughs> Sister Vani said, it's over. I, I, that is not true. I would just say, she lied. That's not what I said. <laughs> ah, I, I counsel people, and I love that. I love my job, because I love people. I really do. But I, I counsel from Monday to Friday, every day, 10 a.m. to... Actually, when I go to bed. <laughs> um, yeah, I, it's, 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 it's a lot, but it's, it's good because I, I'm able to see change in people that want change, that don't want to be circling around the wilderness for 40 years. So, people who say, you know what, enough is enough. I am going to put boundaries in my life. I'm going to get with God. I'm going to be filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm going to get with the program. Amen. So, people like that, they change. They change. but then people, then I also counsel people, they don't want to change. Listen, you'll always have two kinds of people in your life. One, they will take your good advice and they will run with your advice and they will at least try to implement your good advice in their life. The second group of people, they just want your attention. <laughs> I'm sorry. They just want your time. I actually had a lady, I'm not going to tell you from where, <laughs> Uh, and on the phone, she said, she said that the, the truth is I really don't want counseling. I said, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So we've got our wires crossed, obviously. Um, so you're, you're but, but you're reaching out to me for counseling. She said, no, I don't want your counseling. Yeah. I just want your time. I just want, because I, I, you know, I watched you in conferences and podcasts, and I think you're, you know, you're a nice person to be a friend to. So I just need your time. So just listen to me. Don't need to help me. Just listen to me. <laughs> she said, I'll pay you. Yeah, my clients do pay me. Sorry about that. <laughs> These days I take the payment first. <laughs> yeah. Because because afterwards, if I, if I if I if I if I if I after giving the counseling, they may not pay me. <laughs> Ah, I love you, TJ. <laughs> because you get my jokes. But anyway, uh, you know, I, I mean, this. and this lady, you know, I'll pay you, you know. So the carnal side of me, uh, okay la? You give me money. I will just go, uh, uh, mm, okay. ah, uh, uh, sure. Yeah, you're right La I know. Bye bye. Take care. Okay. Huh? Okay, okay. Money. Ching. I cannot do that. No. I'm so bodo. <laughs> I cannot do that. I'm like I'm like I'm like no, I, I, I can't do that. So what why? I said, no, I I don't know why actually. <laughs> this is free money. <laughs> but I need to help you. I need to try to help you for, to, for, from, from point A to get to point B. From, from, from a place of, uh, of the world to where God wants you to be. Yeah. So I don't want your money. I just want you to be better. I want you to be stronger. I want you to be closer to God. I want you to be, you know, whatever. And, and so she wasn't interested in change. So she stopped. After two or three sessions, she said, no, no. I don't want to change. Okay? 40 years. The reason why they were stuck for 40 years going around the same bush was because they had a defeatist mindset. Right. Defeatist mindset is no matter what I do, God is not going to help me. Might as well I stay where I am because I am not going to make it to the other side. A defeatist mindset. Ungod- you know what a defeatist mindset is? a root of ungodly perceptions of who God is. If you today are sitting there thinking, I've done so many mistakes, God doesn't love me, that's a defeatist mindset. God loves you no matter what and where you're from or what you've done or what you're going through. God loves you. But if you don't believe that, then you have a defeatist mindset. and That alone will stop you from coming to the place of victory. Amen? Amen? Most of us do the same thing that the, Hebrews children, the Hebrew children did. We keep going around and around the same mountains instead of making progress. The result is it takes some of us years to experience the victory that should have been received last week. Last Sunday, we should have, today we should receive, but then we take years to overcome certain things that we should have been able to do it much sooner. Should have been able to be dealt with sooner. God is saying the same thing to you. He is saying you have dwelt. Remember the scripture that he gave? You have dwelt on this mountain for way too long. It's about time you get up and move forward. If you feel you're stuck You're stuck within yourself. You're stuck in certain perceptions and certain ideas. Get up and get out. Get out. You're like, well, I cannot. Why? You what, what? It's people. Is it the parents? Is it family? Is it relationship? Is it your company? Is it the income? Is it your own perception of what is success? Let me tell you what is real success. What is real success is not how much we make. Yes, that is that's God's blessings. Our personal success is measured by how much you are becoming like Jesus Christ. So if you are more forgiving today than you were last week, you are successful. If you are kinder today than you were yesterday, you are successful. If you are nicer today than you were last month, you are successful. How much you are becoming like him is what makes you successful, not how much you have or own or whatever. All that is God's blessings, that's awesome. You've got to lay it at God's feet and you've got to go, am I becoming more like him? Amen. That is the measure of your success. Amen. And God is saying the same thing to you right now. What is a limitation? Today I'm talking to you about destroying the yoke of limitation. What is a limitation? It's an area of any kind of weakness in your life that is an obstacle Of what God wants to do in you. I'm not saying all weaknesses are limitations. I'm saying that if you use that weakness. Or that weakness is hindering you. From becoming what God wants you to be. That is your limitation. You've got to break it. You can blame the devil all you like. I have sometimes. Because it's easier isn't it. To put the rap on someone else. (laughs) Rather than take personal responsibility. We can say the devil made me do it. Let, let me tell you something. The devil cannot make me do anything I don't want to do. Because I am a child of God. The devil can lie to me. The devil cannot kill me. Did you know that? that? The devil cannot kill you. He's lost that ability ever since Jesus took the keys of hell, death, and the grave from him. So the only one that can kill you, we better be pleasing him. I know. You're like, oh, my God, really? Yeah. Yeah. So the devil cannot kill me, cannot destroy me. All the devil can do is lie to me. He can stand 50 feet away from me and lie to me and say, you know, God, doesn't love you. You're going to be a loser. Uh, nobody's going to want your ministry. What's the point, you know, and, and this is going to happen to you. And if I believe his lies, then I self-destruct. The devil will lie to me and he can cause me to self-destruct. So a limitation, going back to that, is an area of insufficiency or inability, an obstacle. It could be financial. Financial limitations, yes. Or uh, sickness, negative mindsets, those things that keep you down or keep me down or keep me back from fulfilling my purpose. So here... Do I have a limitation in my life still? Yes, I'm going to admit it. How many here you think, by that definition, you might have some limitations in your life? I do. I do not. It's okay. Put your hand up. It's all right. Yeah, thank you for being. No, don't put it down yet. Yes, I'm a, see, I'm a professor. You know what the bad thing about being a professor is? We make them put their hand up until I say you can put it down. You're like, I hate professors. <laughs> thank you. You can put it down now. Thank you. <laughs> <You're like laughs> Anything and anyone, anyone that hinders you. Yes, people could be a limitation in your life. If there's somebody in your ear saying, Why are you so sold out to God? What has He ever done for you? Why are you, you know, sometimes family, we love family. I love my family. Not all my family is saved, some of them are, some are not. And some who aren't, they don't get me. They don't understand me. Listen, I'm not on earth so that people can get me. I'm on earth so that people can get him. Okay, so, but then there are people that will be, you know, in my ear all the time, in my mind. You know, why are you so sacrificial? Why are you you doing missions work? Why are you traveling everywhere? Why can't you just enjoy life? You're a doctor. You know, make money and enjoy life. Why do you want to do this and that and the other? People can be a hindrance to you. You need to know who to step away from. Not cut ties, but step away. Put a boundary and say, you know what? I love you, but you are not going to dictate my walk with God anymore. I've had to do that with my wonderful, beautiful, sweet family. I love them. But not all of them are saved. Some of them live in Malaysia. Are you kidding me? There are Indian people that are they're sweet. They love me. They really do. They don't understand my stand for God. When you come from an Asian family like me, like you, into Christ, there are things you deal with. All the time you're dealing with culture, tradition, opinions, and these people are people you look up to from since you were a child. So they have a great influence over you. I have uncles and aunts that I will respect till the day I die. But they're not going to get me to heaven. I need to be heaven focused and Christ focused. And have those relationships in perspective and not be ruled by relationships. Stop being ruled by your I don't care if he's cute. You're like, oh, how do you know that? I followed you from yesterday. No. (laughs) I don't care if she's attractive or whatever. Don't let relationships stand in the way of what God has for you. That's a limitation. And you've got to break that limitation. In the next few days, um, the TJ Media will be recording all kinds of material that I have on how to build a stronger and better life and better mental health, better emotional health, more boundaries, understanding all kinds of things that might be going around. I encourage you, get the material. Go to TJ Media, get the material. I I don't care when, get it disseminate it, sell it, why not, (laughs) anything and anyone that hinders you to reach your maximum potential, things that make your life difficult, the yoke of limitation undermines your potential and there could be circumstances or people that would undermine your potential, they restrict you and stop you from all that God has for you, and limitations are satanically arranged. Now, let me tell you, there's a difference. A limitation is not demonic, but Satan can use a limitation to stop you. Okay, that means you are the one that is responsible for your limitation. Sorry. That means if I limit myself, I've done it. I've got to take personal responsibility for the limitations in my life. And I have got to take it because I put the yoke on me. I've got to break that yoke off of me. It is a wicked satanic embargo on my gifts, on your gifts, on your talents, your ability, your time, your spiritual growth, your joy, and your peace. Limitation will not just disappear. You have to deal with it. You cannot say, Pastor, just pray for me and my limitations will go. That's not enough. Pa- prayer is important. Of course it is. Because you're asking God to intervene. But you have got to make a decision this morning, today, tomorrow, Wednesday. You've got to make a decision that this limitation is not going to stop me anymore. Amen. This is not going to stop me. Hey, TJ, we're not a bunch of spineless believers that, that, that you know, we cannot say no. We can say no. You have said no before. If somebody tells you, you want this, no. Now, come on, take it like no. Especially Singaporeans, don't force them to do anything. They'll be like, no, okay, no, huh? No. Uh-huh. So tell that to the devil. Tell that to yourself. Look in the mirror in the morning and go, no. Right. <laughs> have you ever done that? I need to do it often. Because sometimes I want to do things That I shouldn't do. And I end up doing things that I ought not do. Amen. Limitations will not just disappear. They won't disappear. Because of a wonderful prayer meeting. It might. I mean prayer meetings are very important. And very vital for the Christian life. Please attend every prayer meeting you have. But let me tell you. Your prayer meeting alone will not. You have to decide to stop the nonsense in our lives you have to stop yes the chaos that's very good yes pastor you we've got to stop the nonsense don't say that to me don't trash my church don't trash the leadership don't trash my family don't trash my brothers and sisters I'm not going to listen to you you've got to say no now everybody just say the word no as loud as you can no. see you did it wasn't difficult No, and I don't care what language you say it in, no is no. Limitations can be personal, it can be internal, external, it can be a person in your life, it can be your own false perceptions about yourself. Let me tell you one more thing. You know one of the things in the social media era that we allow ourselves as far as limitations are concerned? We allow some unknown person with a white collar to pastor us on Facebook. Stop allowing a stranger to pastor you on Facebook. You don't know who they are. You don't know what they really believe. He could be a, he could be a Mormon. He could be, he could be an atheist. I know some people that will repost, repost. And I'm like, where did you get that quote from? I, I don't know. But he looked good. <laughs> he had a collar, you know. So what? My dog's got a collar. Amen. My dog's got a collar. No, really. He doesn't pastor me. He tries to, my beagle, but I miss him. Uh, I miss my beagle. And everybody will say, oh, you know, uh, the pastor there, I said, which pastor? The one on Facebook. What's his name? Uh, don't know. La. John something. What did he say? He said this. I think uh, that is a good advice. My pastor don't know. Any, uh, let me tell you something. That is demonic pathway. I'm not talking about the pastor on Facebook. I'm talking about your thought, your thinking is of the devil. I've told people in counseling so many times, you've got a pastor. <laughs> Why you need a social media pastor? You're double-minded, aren't you? He said, no, I'm not. How dare you say that? I'm your counselor. You're paying me. I can say whatever I want. Plus, you've already paid me, so. <laughs> How do we know that we have this yoke of li- limitations? Okay, so I've talked about social media. Some of you, I'm, I'm not sure whether you've been, you're going to trip me up while I go up there, aren't you? You're going to be like, I don't say anything bad about Facebook or Twitter. Let me tell you something. I've got nothing against social media. I think it's a great tool. I use social media. I uh, Instagram and different things, Facebook, to promote mental and emotional health, to promote the gospel, to promote missions, to promote all of that. But you know, we got so we are so addicted that social media should promote us instead. So we do all these selfies. <laughs> Some of it, I look horrible. But anyway, now now let me tell you something. I'm going to talk to you about certain mental strongholds that can tell you whether you have a yoke of limitation. The first thing is, if you believe your future is determined by your past, you have a yoke of limitation. Your past is your limitation. So that means if you have failures in the past, okay, we all have failed in the past. I came from a Hindu background. What do you think? Okay, so we've all had failures in the past, but if you think that your past determines your future, that means you're stuck. You feel that I've always done that, I'm not going to be different. Pastor, I cannot change, Pastor. I cannot change because I've always been like this. So I cannot change. That's a lie. That's a limitation. You can change. You just don't want to change. So tell the devil to get out of the lazy mind and say, I am not going to be lazy spiritually. I'm not going to be lazy mentally. I'm going to walk forward. Forget my past. Forget the people in my past or the opinions of the people in my, or my sins of the past. So many of us, because we've sinned in the past, we've done things we should never have done. Well, we all have. So I know, and when I say the past, I'm not even talking necessarily 20 years ago. You could have done something last night that only God knows about. You could have done something last week, but don't let that stop you this morning. Because this morning, he is new. His mercies are new every morning. The Israelites had no positive vision for their life. That's a second limitation. If you have no positive vision for your life, you always think that, you know, God has brought you here to kill you. Israelites thought that. Israelites had no positive vision for their lives other than Moses, you know, and Aaron. The rest of them were like, oh, you brought us here to kill us. You brought us here to the edge of the sea, and Pharaoh and his armies are coming. We can hear him. And now what, Moses? Now what? There's a a Red Sea in front of us. We're all going to die because of you. They complained about the food. They complained about what You know, quail meat is quite nice. But they didn't look at it that way. They complained about everything because they didn't have a positive vision for their lives. Amen. They knew where they came from because they kept talking about it. Oh, in Egypt, we had this, we had that. You know, before I was a Christian, uh, I could go here, go there, do this, do that. Now, uh, so boring. So boring. Cannot do this. Cannot I have to go to prayer meeting all the time. Listen to me. If you do not have a positive vision for the future, if you don't look at it through the filter of Jesus Christ, then what you're going to do is you're going to be stuck. Everything was based on what they had seen and could see. They did not know how to see with the the eyes of faith. They knew where they'd come from. They just didn't know where they were going. So they were stuck. Amen. Amen. When there's no vision... You know what happens? They die. And they did. Many of them did. Many of them perished. They fulfilled that scripture. The Israelites continually talked about the way things were. God brought them out of Egypt by the hand of Moses. Talking to them through him. Talking to to them through Moses. Throughout the promised land. He wanted them to keep their eyes on where they were going and, where, where, and instead of where they had been, but they crumbled and deplored. In fact, they despised Moses. They deplored his plans. They accused him of wanting to kill them. To whom the whole congregation said, Well, what? I wish we had died in Egypt. That's what they said. Would that we had died in Egypt. They cursed themselves. Some people see things negatively because they've experienced unhappiness all their lives. And I understand that. As a psychologist, I actually get that. There are people that I counsel, pastor, they've had unhappiness all their lives that they don't know how to be happy anymore. They've been so unhappy and so miserable and abused, whether physically, emotionally, sexually, or financially. They've been abused, not only in the world, sometimes in church. They've gone through all that abuse that they don't know how to be happy anymore. How do I trust people when in the past I couldn't trust anybody? How do I trust God? I can't even see him. How do I trust God? How do I trust an invisible being? There's a limitation that you've posed on yourself. Your limitation, those that feel that way, the limitation is the people that have hurt you in the past. The people that have disappointed you, authority figures that have let you down and abused you, they've disappointed you, those are your limitations. You have got to cut ties with everything. Everything they've done. How do we do that? Well, that is what these next few weeks of seminars is going to be. Get involved. You are going to have a lot of material in your hands on how to cut ties. Get rid of things even people get rid of it your life is worth much more than whoever is holding you back amen do you believe that these people were ready to give up preferring to go back to bondage rather than press through the wilderness into the promised land these folks did not have a problem the children of Israel did not have a problem they were the problem They were the ones that were standing between themselves and God's miracle. Let me tell you something, TJ, don't let Satan stop you from being excited about God. Well, yeah, but when I go to church, if I'm tired and the song is not my favorite, then I don't want to do that. You know, there are many songs in the church today I don't even like. I don't enjoy it. I used to enjoy the songs maybe 20, 30 years ago. Nowadays, I'm having to look at the words. What does that mean? Hey, what does that mean, huh? I'm drowning you. Doesn't sound good, lah. I'm sinking, huh? But you know what I've decided to do in church? I will just jump and dance and worship anyway, whether I get it or not. I will understand anyway, whether I get it or not. Because rejoicing in the Lord is a mindset. It doesn't come automatically. Huh? Okay, you're not going to suddenly automatically feel happy. The world is so lost. You are, There's no more happiness even there. You're going to have to make up your mind. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Come on, everybody. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. It's a made up mind. You've got to make up your mind to be better. You have got to make it. Listen, take personal responsibility for heaven's sake. Take personal risk. Stop blaming the devil for everything. The devil is a nasty little liar. But right now he's not in this building. He's probably in the parking lot over there outside Starbucks. Waiting for you. (laughs) But the devil is not so powerful that he can overcome my mind not to worship. The devil can be sitting right beside me and say, come on devil, hold my hand. Let's jump. Let's jump. You need to jump a little bit. Take personal responsibility. Don't blame the devil, don't blame church, or don't blame whatever the leadership or whatever. You, you just say, you know what? It's me. I'm going to get with the program. I'm not going to fall off the bandwagon. Well, that's enough cliches for a whole morning. <laughs> there will always be people who will try to hinder you, always be circumstances that will try to hinder you. And try to delay whatever God wants to do through you. But his mercies are new every morning. Every morning. I remember, I'm going to share this testimony and then I'm going to close. Okay? My father, uh, you know, I came up from a Hindu background and everything. And the first person that I wanted to reach was my best friend. My best friend was my dad. And my dad, being my best friend, I tried to reach him. And uh, he was like, "Uh, no, I already worship all these other gods. How many more gods do you want me to worship? I said, no, I'm not talking about gods. I'm talking about one God. Come on, dad, let's do a Bible study. He said, no. I said, okay, fine. So I begin to just love on him and visit him and all of that. Well, my family rejected the fact that I was a Christian and they put me out. They are like, no, you cannot come for birthdays, weddings, or funerals. All right. So I moved. I left home. I stayed with church people because, you know, when I got saved, you couldn't stay at home. They wanted me to leave. sister. So, so you know my story. And so I left and I stayed with church people and just grew up there back in Malaysia. And you know what? <laughs> One day after a long time, my father calls me. This is after a long time. He doesn't want to speak to me. He didn't want to talk to me. My mother, I would call her for her birthday, her, her, her mother's day, and she'd just hang up. Hello? Hang up. Hey, mom, happy I never... Hang up. How many here you've been through that when you became a Christian? Anybody here that you've been through some persecution? Anybody? You have? Anybody here that when you became a Christian, your parents were like, what well, on earth? No? Just a few? Thank you. But you know, so you get what I mean. And so... Uh, my father suddenly called me, he said, and he was, a, he was actually a wealthy businessman, and he said, um, he said, uh, I had a dream, I said, what dream? He said, you were in the dream, what did I do in the dream? <laughs> he said, you told me in the dream, you had something to tell me, you have a message for me, and I'm like, me? Okay, what message, huh? <laughs> I can imagine Jesus looking at me and going, Hi, hey, you. <laughs> Asking me what message. <laughs> Only we people from Malaysia can do that. Now it hurts. <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> and then, uh, and I said, oh, okay, okay, dad, okay, daddy. And he said, I need to come and see you. I said, okay. And uh, he said, the business has made some an investment that was not good for the business, so there was a loss. I said, oh, I'm so sorry. Then I said to him, Dad, yeah, because I was a new convert, uh, so I want to try some scriptures on people, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you. So I told him, I said, Dad, I know the owner of kettles on a thousand hills. <laughs> so my father was like, Wow, you know a rancher? <laughs> he thought I knew a millionaire <laughs> that can save his company. I said, no, I'm talking about God. He said, okay. Lah. <laughs> that scripture didn't go down very well with him. Like, he didn't understand it. So, so he told me, he said, come on. I said, dad, 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 listen. Can you take your car? You meet me outside the parking lot of my church. He said, no way, I'm not coming to your church. I said, no, 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 you don't have to come to church. Just the parking lot. You know, yeah, we trick people all the time, you know. (laughs) First we say parking lot, then the foyer, then in then then in the altar already. (laughs) (laughs) Hi yeah. He said, okay, I will meet you at the parking lot. I said, yeah, because I'm, I'm going to the church to collect something, so you just come and meet me at the parking we'll, we'll talk there. He said, okay. So he came to the parking lot, you know. See, I talk about Malaysia. I revert back to my Malaysian accent. <laughs> he said, Cannot take that out of me. Now. So I, I went to the parking lot. My father came. It was a hot day. He wind down the window. He said, get inside the car. I said, dad, it's very hot. Your engine, how long you're going to switch it on? So you switch off your engine, you park the car. We just go in the foyer. He said, "What foyer?" I said, "The church." But nobody is there. It's Tuesday, ma. There is nobody there. He said, "Okay." I said, "There is aircon. There is AC there. Come on, Dad." He said, "Okay." He parks his car. Actually, I forgot. On Tuesday was prayer meeting. (laughs) Ayo. No, I really forget. I know you all don't believe me, but I really forgot. Because I was so excited to see my dad, I forgot it was a prayer meeting. So he came inside, and then as soon as he entered the double door of the church, we, the both of us, we heard a sound. Oh! I was like, oh. oh God. Why Jesus hate me, huh? So my father stopped. I, 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 I didn't know what to do. And then we went inside a little bit more further and, he, and then again another sound. Oh! Intercessory prayer. Why we people have to pray like that? <laughs> Cannot pray in your heart. Ah. <laughs> I'm glad I'm making some of you laugh. And then my father stopped. Ah. He said, ah, what is that? And I'm like, what is what? What do you mean? He said, he said that. I said, oh, that. Uh, oh, don't worry. That one, huh? Some people, they pray quiet in their heart. But some people, they don't. So he said, what? He said, no, I'm not talking about that. Not that. Noise. I said, what are you talking about? He said, as soon as I entered the building, my hair, everything, just, just, I had goosebumps on Goosebumps. I felt that there was a presence. There was something here that is special, not that noise. I'm telling you, my father felt the presence of Jesus Christ even before he knew who Jesus Christ is. He went in. And then my father, he went in. I said, Dad, this is the church. There's a prayer meeting going on. I'm so sorry. I didn't know. You know how we like to apologize for Jesus because we don't want to offend our friends. I'm so sorry. Huh? They're Christian, you know. They're a bit... They are, uh, I'm normal. I am normal. You know? They are not normal. Don't worry. You are my friend. You don't have to be their friend one. You don't, in church, you don't have to sit with them one. Don't worry. You sit with me, okay? Because they are, they are like that. La. What to do? Pity them. Uh. <laughs> I know. I've apologized for Jesus too. And Jesus is like, you don't have to apologize for me, girl. Get out of the way. You do them a favor. You just get out of the way. We don't get out of the way. We just want to stand there. Anyway, so my father went inside and he sat right at the back of the church. I made sure he was at the back because in front were prayer warriors. I didn't want any prayer warrior near my father. I, don't, I didn't trust them. And this, this was a 60 plus prayer meeting. <laughs> There's the most dangerous. 60, 70 year old, but don't mess with your grandmother that knows how to pray. Yeah, they they will pray you through. So these women, uh, there's only seven or eight women, 60 plus, all dressed, you know, and and their grandmas, uh, they were walking up and down, oh, praying to Jesus, walking up, and my father was right at the back. He was just looking around, and I was just looking, hoping that the grandmothers wouldn't see us at the back. Suddenly, there was this one grandmother. Hmm. She was dressed all in black, with a little little grey bun and all in black, and then she spotted my father. And she started walking towards him. And then when I saw her, I went like that. (laughs) Don't come near me, huh? This is my father, I don't want you anywhere. Go, 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 it's okay, I can jaga him, you go. She didn't even. She didn't even look at me. She didn't care who I was. She was like she just wanted to come near him. And I was like, oh my goodness, this grandma, this I don't know. And then she was dressed all in black. She looked like ninja, you know. <laughs> I know you all don't know who that is because you all are Christians, but I was saved from the world, so I still do. She looked like that, you know. You know how ninja now. <laughs> And then I was like, oh my goodness. So finally, she arrived at the back. She didn't touch my dad. She didn't do anything. She just began to circle him in the back and speak gently and quietly in the spirit. She began to just talk in tongues and spirit and she began to pray over him. She didn't touch him. He didn't even know. His head was bowed. His hands were in his, his head was in his hands. He was bowed. All of a sudden, big tears began to flow in my father's face. And then the grandmother came in front of him and said, son, the Lord wants to fill you with the Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit. So you need to stand up and just lift up your hands. And then my father stood up, lifted up his hands. And the woman began to pray. Didn't touch him, just began to pray. And within a few seconds, my father began to open his mouth. And the baptism of the Holy Ghost filled him. And he began to speak in tongues as the Spirit of God gave him utterance. And he was filled with the Holy Ghost. And I was crying and repenting at the same time. Because I didn't have that kind of faith that this woman had. And I was repenting and saying, sorry, Lord, I was, I was in the way. And, and my father was just speaking in tongues, receiving the Holy Ghost. And then the old woman said to him, now, son, now you've got the Holy Ghost. You need to now go into the water and be baptized in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness, the washing away of your sins. And my father said, okay. And I was like, I looked at the woman and said, who are you? <laughs> for so many years, I've been trying with him. You in 10 minutes, you got him to be baptized. And my father was baptized in Jesus' name. That day. He came out of the water. When he came out of the water, he, he said, Jesus is Lord. And then he looked around and he looked at me and I said, are you going to tell mom? He said, no. <laughs> Not now. We will we'll discover when. Anyway. I told my father, bring the two, my two brothers to my apartment, to our house. They came, they received the Holy Ghost, and they were baptized. They're still living for God. <laughs> They're married to Christian women. <laughs> Let me tell you something there is nothing that needs to limit you or limit me. I thought my Hinduism and the former religion that I was born in is going to be a limit. It's not a limit. It is an opportunity. It is a door. Amen? Let's stand. Let's stand. We're taking a little longer than normal, but I want us to do this. I want us to, everyone here, I'm not going to ask you to come down to the altar. You've got a wonderful space here, but you can do it where you're standing. It's okay. Okay? Everybody, you need to do this. If there is any yoke or limitation in your life right now, whether it is people, people, finances, your health, your doubts about yourself, the lack of peace, the the, the devil has taken your joy, you are anxious, you are depressed, you are worried, your relationship, your marriage is not doing good, your relationship is not doing good, your family life is not doing good, your life with your children is not so good. That's a yoke. And I want you to just imagine with me that yoke is on your neck. So I want you to, on your left hand and right hand, a yoke is an instrument. It's a wooden piece that is put on the neck of the beast. And that yoke is heavy on your neck. Can you do that for me? However heavy your, no, your yoke is, can you do that? Can you just bend and hold that yoke? Bend down. Bend as low. However heavy it is, that low you need to bend. However heavy your yoke is, is your yoke finance? Is your yoke the lack of money, the lack of relationship, the lack of love, the lack of peace, the lack of joy, the lack of contentment, whatever your yoke is. Is it people? Is it your kids? Is it your marriage? If that is your yoke, put it on your neck. Bend down. I want you to bend down like I'm doing. Come on, people. Come on, TJ. In the count of three... When I say one, two, three, and when I say in Jesus' name, I want you to lift your yoke from your neck towards heaven. Okay, this is just, this is an exercise that I've done. This is not some psychology. This is an exercise that God has told me to do with you this morning, TJ. You're going to lift your yoke. When I say one, two, three, you're going to lift your yoke and lift it up to heaven. And then after that, I'm going to say one, two, three again. And you're going to throw that yoke on the ground and crush it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. You ready? One, two, in the name of Jesus, three, lift your yoke towards heaven. Lift it. Hold it on the left and right. Hold it with your your fist. Hold it up to heaven. Come on, you can you can talk in the spirit, pray in the spirit right now, everybody. Come on, TJ, lorianda Pray in the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. In the count of three, when I say one, two, three, in the name of Jesus, you're going to throw that yoke down at your feet, and you are going to break that yoke in Jesus' name. One, two, in the name of Jesus. Three, throw it down. Yes, now lift up your hands. Lift up your hands all over the house, TJ. Worship God right now. Worship God right now. TJ, if there's anybody here you want a special blessing, a special anointing and you want me to help you pray to break it, run down right now. Very quickly, run down right now. If there's anyone here, don't be afraid, don't be, don't be, don't be intimidated. There's anyone here, you can run down right now. I want to pray with you. I want a person, thank you. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. Personally, I just want to pray with you. Brothers and sisters, you can come down. Help me pray with them. Brother, pray for brother, sister, pray for sister. He called her pastor, is here. Pastor is here, sister Lee is here. They can anoint you and pray with you to break that yoke right now. I don't care what that yoke is. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, sisters. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Our missionary from Malaysia, Brother Vestal, Bishop, please lay hands and pray for them. Thank you, brother. Come on. Come over here. Come over, Come over this side. Come over this side. Everyone, come over this side. There's place over this side. There's place. Can you lead them? Sister Sue, can you lead them to come this side? We are breaking the yoke of limitations in our lives. Come on, TJ. Come on, TJ, God's got something for you this morning and it's up to you to receive it. That yoke of worry, the yoke of anxiety is leaving you right now. You have been worried about so many things. Jesus said you've been encumbered by so many things. His yoke is easy, his burden is light. That's it, brother. Listen, TJ, I'm going to give the mic to your to your shepherd, to your pastor. Whatever he feels in his heart, I feel that God has given him something for us all. So your pastor is gonna tell you from his heart, you need to receive it because the Lord wants to deliver. All of us from yokes, from bondage, Pastor.
1: Can we just lift our hands right now? The Holy Ghost is here. Come on, just lift your hands all over this place, Father. Right now, by the authority given to me as a man of God, Lord, by the authority given to me in the word of God, Lord, according to thy word, Lord, Lord, we are victorious. We are more than congress father right now by the authority in the name of jesus destroy destroy anything god is holding me back i will refuse to allow anything that's holding me back come on just just leave your hands you're not going to have my family you're not going to have me you're not going to have Come on, come on, just push a little bit back. Have joy. Just push a little bit back right now. Every lying spirit, go right now in the name of Jesus. Fear, go right now in the name of Jesus. Whom the sun set free. Is free indeed, Lord. I can stand today free. I can stand today. Come on, just push back right now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus hallelujah jesus come on let's begin to praise him for a moment come on let's break forth in praise hallelujah jesus come on let's give god the praise and the honor hallelujah come on whom the sun set free is free indeed i'm free i'm free i'm free come on just lift your hands one more time let's let's begin to praise him hallelujah Jesus hallelujah Jesus hallelujah come on begin to praise him for what he's about to do amen come on some of you need to begin to dance in faith praise praise him Praise Him, Hallelujah, Jesus! Thank you, Jesus! Thank you, Jesus! Thank you, Jesus! You know what? I, I, we enter into this new season, and the Lord was just, I mean, I, I was just talking to Sam about it. You know, that somehow or other we need to defeat this, defeat this mentality. Amen I, 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 I've said something You know that I, I I think this will resonate with you Because I'm going to use some logic here You know Einstein says this insanity Is doing the same thing over and over again And expecting different results Amen Some things in our life Needs to change In order to get the victory You hear me now? Amen Come on Are, are you all with me? That means your pattern of your lifestyle needs to change. Come on, are you with me? I mean, there are some things. Some of we, we some of you are hardly into prayer meetings. Try prayer meetings for a reason. Some of you need to enroll in some classes and get change your pattern a little bit. Because if you want to change certain things in your life, then change. Amen. Are you with me here today? Amen. I got to do something. You know what? I'm tired of running around in fear and uncertainty. I'm tired. I'm going to break something off of me right now. I'm going to change different things. Amen. Instead of going to the same people that always validate all my, 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 my undisciplined life, I'm going to get somebody that will coach me and say, Hey, wake up. Move me to do the things of God. I mean, you got to determine who those are. Amen. There there, there are some people that you don't need anymore in your life. Amen. Because I was designed for greatness. Come on, are you all with me? Insanity. Hear me now. Insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. You know what this year I want to see? I want to see more of my family members safe. Chinese New Year, right? Come on, everybody say Amen. You know what it means? If I've never fasted, I'm going to fast. If I've never prayed harder, I'm going to pray. Instead of complaining, instead of worrying, I will pray. Are are you all with me here? You know, instead of complaining why they are not responding, I'm going to bring it to prayer into the Lord before it's too late. Amen. Do something that you've never done before. Change some patterns. Invest in the Spirit. You know, some of us are so hardworking in our working careers and all these things that we are doing, but have we invested in our relationship with God? And you wonder why things are not ever changing. Aren't you tired of being a defeated person? I, I don't know about you, but hear me now. 90% of who you are today is because of your choices. Not because of what your father did, your mother did. I, 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 I've I told that long time ago. Who I am today is because of my responsibility. I take ownership. Stop blaming. I've always remembered this and Brother Pope told me this. Once you start blaming, Blaming, you move backward. You're not moving forward. I stopped blaming how I was raised. I had good parents. But somehow or other, you know, sometimes we always put the blame on someone else. But my dad told me this long time ago. My mom, my grandma was a gambler. I have to put a stop to this curse. That's why I became a teacher That's why I began to support your auntie to work, to study Because that curse got to stop here And I'm not going to let it visit to you I thank God for a father that took responsibility Folks, hear me now Stop blaming Take responsibility There is a power of one choice you know what, hear me now I'm not asking you to do things Or control things that you cannot control I'm not asking you to even control your father, your mom What they're going to do to you those, those are defeating battles Move forward They may do this to me But they will not cause me to be bitter But they will cause me to be better You know, today in the service I, That's how exactly I felt I was like, wow, why people, I can look around Why people today so tired? And there's a part of me that's frustrated and God says this Rejoice in the Lord Don't rejoice in people Rejoice in the Lord And I make a decision right now to rejoice Then everything changes when I put God first When I see things from His perspective Things change Amen You know what? You can change you You can change your perspective You can change you as a person Are are you all with me here today? Before you ask somebody to change Change yourself Amen Are are you with me here today? You want different results? How many of you want to see your loved ones here? Change the way you've been doing things Change Stop nagging them Stop taking the Bible and hit them on the head How many of you done that? I've done that Why don't you just let God put a conviction in their heart? Like what Sister Vani said, God will visit them in their dreams. If you do your part, God will do His part. Amen. Are are you all with me here today? You know, one of the things that I enter in, the Holy Spirit spoke to me very clearly and it was meant for the young people. Don't trust your feelings. Let me, let me say that again I, I'm saying don't trust your, your feelings can make you happy and sad Unpredictable one eh? You cannot trust your feelings there, eh? Especially nowadays right You hear all kinds of, of ideologies Say oh be true to yourself What's that all about? And, 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 and the world today Teach us oh live to your maximum potential Think about that Jesus didn't live to his maximum potential He was God in flesh he humbled himself as a bond servant. He let people humiliate him. There's a lie that is out there that says this, oh, I glorify God. Oh, because you are successful. What happened to glorifying God because I put down all my treasures to help support my family? Listen, we are going to the Instagram people that wants to look famous, but how about people like, 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 like Mother Teresa. People who lay down their lives. Our heroes used to be Helen Keller, Mother Teresa, people who make a difference. But now, in the 21st century, we pay big bucks to go to Swift. What what's his name? Uh, Taylor, Taylor what? Swift. She saved somebody But she entertains your flesh It's time to mortify our flesh You don't use the word right now Mortify our flesh (laughs) It's time for us to say Enough of my flesh being in charge I'm going to do what's right by God And sometimes doing what's right by God You don't have the appraisal of people or the praises of people sometimes people will look at you and say oh love stupid right you got so much potential but you start want to serve the Lord you got to stop this nonsense and recognize to obey is better than sacrifice to do what's right by God things have got to change in order for me to get the victory that God desires me to have. Because if, I, if the world can give me the joy, He can take it back. But the Bible says, I come to give you victory. I come to give you joy that the world cannot take back. I come to give you peace that the world cannot take it away from you. Amen. Everybody say praise God. You know, I think, here comes the beautiful part. We know that Some of us are feeling that the yoke has been destroyed But it is so easy for us to go back and take that yoke again I say again, it is so easy We can pray for you, but you know what the next day you do? (laughs) Where's my yoke? Where's my yoke? Wait a minute, Dean The preaching said you throw away the yoke and it's destroyed But you know what we do in our minds, we still got our memories and we bring it back eh, Because you know what? It's familiar It gives you You know what? Listen very carefully It gives you temporal release Blaming people will give you release You know what I've learned? Lord, what's your yoke now? I want to learn of you I want to carry things that I was designed to carry You know, the best part about it is that Jesus is a carpenter. He knows what kind of yoke you can carry. He knows what you are able to do. So you got to find what that that yoking with God looks like. And stop allowing your problems to yoke you. Because they control you. Amen. Everybody say praise God. Don't let the devil tell you Oh, oh, you know what? Just because you feel pain here It didn't happen the last time You give up Some people Hurt you in the last time That's why I don't want to be vulnerable anymore We have to be careful There are good people the, 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 the connecting part is not wrong But who you connect with Is the crucial deal. Can we just leave our hands all over this place right now? Come on. God is asking you right now, the year 2024. What will you yoke yourself with? Are you going to yoke yourself with Jesus Christ? What needs to change? In order for a brand new year, you got to change to a brand new you. What needs to go? What thought pattern needs to go What relationship needs to go But then You embrace new relationships (laughs) Come on, just leave your hands in total surrender Father, right now have your way I'm free But God, I'm free to make right choices Not just bad choices I'm free today The liberty that you've given to me today A liberty for me to make right choices So Father, I will choose you. Come on, can we do that right now? Whatever that is like you, Jesus, I choose. I choose you. Lord, I choose you. I choose your word. I choose your spirit. I choose to identify with you. I choose to identify with you and no one else. Father, right now, Lord, death, burial and resurrection. Lord, my old self has been crucified with Christ. But now, Lord, I walk in newness It's buried It's buried And now, I will walk in new resurrection power Come on, just leave your hands By the authority in the name of Jesus I release vision By the authority in the name of Jesus Blindness go right now in Jesus' name But God, a light will come A vision will come Come on, I don't know about you But some of you need to start to lift up your hands And celebrate for a moment Because I'm free Come on, can we do that right now? I'm free Here's what I want you to do And declare to somebody Watch out the brand new version of me Amen Amen You know what? I prophesied to the devil I prophesied to the devil Devil You think you have it hard last year This year you Because you know what? I choose to believe all that God has for me Amen Are you all with me here today? You know what? The Bible says the gates of hell should not prevail against the church We shouldn't be running away from the devil We should be hounding his gates Come on, the gates of hell shall not prevail again. Folks, we're going to move forward. Amen. Chinese New Year, new Bible studies. Come on, everybody say amen. Now come on, everybody say amen. Some of you got to look at your children and start to prophesy over them and say, You're going to be mighty in God. You're going to be mighty in God. I, I don't want you to look at the world and say, Oh, chialat, chialat, chialat. You know, you look and say, my goodness, you guys are the most powerful generation ever lived. You are the one that God's going to use. You're going to be prayer warriors. You're going to be soul winners. You're going to be prophets. You're going to be apostles. You're going to be evangelists. Look at somebody and say, oh, God's going to use you. Amen. Everybody say praise God. Amen. Shall we just end with thanksgiving in our hearts, Father, right now? We thank you, Jesus, for victory. Stronger relationships Stronger families Families that know where they are going Families, God, that have a purpose Lord, we are not lost We are not chaotic, God We know exactly where we are in the time clock of God This is the generation that you have raised up, Lord Lord, again, Lord, be unto me according to thy word, Lord All that you want me to be All that you want me to have, God I receive it I will pursue after total victory Hallelujah In the name of Jesus Hallelujah. Come on, let's give God the praise and the honor. Amen. Amen. Look at somebody and say, God bless you. Amen. Amen. You are dismissed in Jesus' name. Be friendly. Shake someone's hands and tell them how great it is to be in the house of God.